Oh my God, friend, welcome back to Above Par. I am so glad that you're here and listening and tuning in. And for you binge listeners, thank you so much. <laughs> I get notes all the time. I'm, link- I'm binge listening to your podcast, which is easy to do for the most part because most of my podcasts are pretty short. I like to keep them that way. For one, it's just me talking. You know, my interviews are usually a little bit longer because there's somebody to talk with. But when it's just me talking, I just want to get right to the point and give you some value so that you can carry on with your day. So in that sense, they're bingeable. So I appreciate you going through and listening to a bunch of them at one time. And you know what? I encourage y'all to listen to them over and over again. That's what I do when I try and learn things. I just keep listening to them or I reread things or I rewrite them. <laughs> it looks kind of nerdy growing up. And if I wanted to study, I just wrote things over and over and over again until I could uh, you know, get it into my brain. So I encourage you to listen to it again and again, because what happens is your brain starts expanding a little bit to hear things differently. So the next go around, the next time you listen to it, you might hear things differently because you have a different brain at that moment because you've expanded your thinking, you've been more aware and you've been more curious, paying attention. And so the next time around, you might get more value out of it. So I do encourage you to listen to podcasts that resonate with you or topics that resonate with you again. And I love to hear about all the success that you're having. I appreciate the notes and the emails on how you're finding value out of the podcast. So please connect with me on Instagram at Kathy Hartwood or connect with me through email at Kathy at kathyhartwood.com. All right, so today I wanted to talk to you about how to unleash your game and the four stages to unleash your game. This has been a new way that I have put together how I coach and the work that I do into stages kind of like bullet points. My brain likes bullet points, right? So this is just a way, this has just been a way I've been presenting this. I've done some workshops going through these different stages and I put a program together going through these different stages. And I want to explain it to you in a different way to see if your brain hears it a little bit differently on how you can unleash your game. So what does that mean? That means that you getting out of your own way. It's like your talent is there, but it's leashed. You're holding it back. You have a governor on you. You know what a governor is? That's one of those things that they put on a golf cart to keep it from going too fast. (laughs) As a golf pro's daughter, we always knew which carts the governor was removed, right? Because those were the fast carts. You might be at a club where you're like, get cart number one and cart number 14. Those are the ones that there's no governor on them. They, They fly. And I've been to a couple clubs where all the carts fly because everybody can cruise around. That's easy when you're on a flat golf course, but it works when you're on a hilly golf course so people don't tip over the carts. But anyway, a governor, that's kind of the way that I felt like I played my golf game. I had a governor on and actually parts of my life too. I felt like I had a governor on. I was holding myself back. I was leashed. And I help a lot of people who feel like their game is also leashed, meaning that they're holding themselves back. It's trapped behind some negative thoughts and emotions. One of the ways that you know that's happening is because you can do it on the range and you can't do it on the golf course. Another way that you know that's happening is if you spend a lot of time in negative emotion on the golf course, you are not going to create your best results. Another way you know that's happening is if you spend a lot of time after a round in a negative place, beating yourself up, being disappointed or shamed or feeling crappy. This is the way we know that our talent is trapped behind the way that we're managing our mind. So the way that I like to think about it is that we want to unleash our game, let it go, let all of our talent go onto the golf course, enjoy the game more. You're not always going to play to your potential, right? That's the way golf is. But at least 
knowing that you didn't get in your own way, I think feels so much better than knowing when you walked off the golf course that you were the cause of most of your problems out there. Your mental management was the cause of you not being able to take your swing out there. I'd much rather know that I did not get in the way from stress or pressure or fear or anger and that my game just wasn't there that day. I can deal with that. I was super frustrated when I knew that I was the problem that was getting in the way of all the hard work that I put into my swing. Right? So I kind of call it unleashing your game. And these are the four components. The first one is you want to unleash your brain. <laughs> and so what that means is that our brain is leashed by negative thinking. Our brain is leashed with habitual thinking and beliefs that we never question. We go about our business believing certain things because we've repeated them so many times that we never question them. We think they're facts. We also get leashed by our brain because we never practice awareness and curiosity. We never understand that we actually get to think whatever the heck we want and we've never been paying attention. We never shined a flashlight on what's going on in our head. We've just let our brain go wherever it wanted to go. Our hamster thoughts, as I call them, took us wherever they wanted and we followed. We're more at the effect of that primitive part of our brain and that negative default part of our brain and we've never questioned it. Therefore, we're leashed by this little negative part of our brain, the hamster thoughts, the habitual thoughts, the thought loops that don't serve us. And what you want to do to unleash your brain is you want to take back ownership over the way that you're thinking. You want to think intentionally. You want to think on purpose. You want to be aware of the thoughts that are useful or not useful. And as I said, we know they're useful because of the way that they feel, which goes into the second part of the way that you're going to unleash your game is you want to unleash your swing. Ultimately, we want to go on the golf course and we want to take what we own on the golf course. We leash our swing because of negative emotions that get in our way. I talk about this, that you want to be able to go out and play from your preferred state and hit as many shots from there as possible. Because when we're in that place, whether it's calm or certain or confident, we can think clearly and swing freely. Swing unleashed. Doesn't mean we're going to hit every shot perfectly because you're going to take the talent that you own right now, today out onto the golf course. Not what you want to own tomorrow or next year at the end of the summer, right? That's your capability. Your potential, the way that I talk about it, is playing to your potential. It's what you own right now, right? Take 100% of what you own right now onto the golf course. That would be amazing mental management. Now, a lot of people take 50% of what they can do out onto the golf course. So what they do is they work really hard on the range to expand what they can do, and they still take 50% out there. <laughs> You would have been so much better off if you took 70% of what you owned. It'd be so much faster because sometimes all that needs to shift is one thought. One crappy thought that's been holding you back, that you've been unaware of, that is creating fear or anxiety or doubt for you, and you can't physically make the swings that you own. But we don't get rid of that thought. What we do is we just try and create more consistency or hit the ball further, and we take that still that crappy thought onto the golf course and we're still taking 50% of our talent out, we just have a little more talent. That's the slowest way to go about it. How many times have you gone out on the golf course and thought that there was something wrong with your swing? So you go to the range and you go and hit balls or you take a lesson and you hit them fine. Your slice is gone or your hook is gone. Your contact comes back. Or you go take a lesson. You're like, I swear I was hitting it horrible yesterday. 
This is where I think people waste so much time and money on lessons. And listen, I was teaching pro forever. I, I encourage lessons. I'm not trying to discourage you from taking a lesson, but chase the right thing. If you're chasing a mistake that you were making because you were swinging from pressure or fear, that fear and that pressure got in the way of you being able to turn or your tempo or your speed. It kept you from finishing your swing or taking a complete backswing. It made you get faster or whippier. I don't know, but that's not your typical swing. The reason that happened wasn't because there's something wrong with your swing mechanics. The reason that happened is because you didn't manage your mind. You didn't get back into your preferred state. You were hitting from a state that gets in the way that leashes your swing. So the second stage is to learn how to manage the emotions on the golf course over the individual shots. The things that you say before a shot and the emotions that those create and the things that you say after a shot and the emotions they create because your job is to get back to your preferred state before you hit that next ball. So if you rush to the range to take a lesson because you had a rough day, I would really look back and reflect. Was I calm? Was I certain? Was I confident? Was I feeling a negative emotion? Because if I was, Emotions show up in your body and they're going to prevent you from making the swings that you own. And then you're going to go take a lesson for something that's not broken. (laughs) I've watched this thousands and thousands of times. So what you want to start doing is you want to start connecting the things that are in our brain. When we unleash our brain and start thinking intentionally, we can start matching them up with the emotions that are holding us back on the golf course. We unleash our brain, we unleash our swing. Then the third stage is to play unleashed. So you might go, what's the difference between swinging unleashed and playing unleashed? Playing unleashed is those things that hang out with us all day. I call them like those weighted raincoats that we play with. You might be doing a pretty good job of how you think over a golf ball and before a golf ball or after a golf shot, but you feel like there's like this little weighted raincoat on you all day, something that just hangs out with you, that keeps you from playing freely and your best golf and scoring and thinking clearly and course management. That includes things that often show up in our personal life. It could be perfectionism, fear of failure, judgment, worrying what other people think, people-pleasing, chronic negativity, anxiety, focusing on results. That might not be a specific thing that you can hear over individual shots or you can save yourself, but it's just hanging out with you. Like you're just aware of your results. You're aware of this fear of failure. You're aware of what other people are thinking or conscious of other people in your group. You just habitually let your brain be negative and it's showing up on the golf course. It shows up off the golf course too. This is a little bit deeper work, individual work, because we also do it on the golf course, but it's so worth it because as you do one thing, you do everything. If you work on your people pleasing, that's not serving you. Off of the golf course, you can start noticing how it's not serving you on the golf course and vice versa. If perfectionism is your thing, right? I raise my hand with that. I'm a perfectionist. Does not match with golf. And the more aware you get of how perfectionism is getting in your own way and how it's showing up in your life and why it's showing up in your life and how to pivot away from it for something that's more useful, then everything gets better on and off the golf course. So the third part is to find those things that hang out with you all day, including your identity and your self-worth, the language of I'm not good enough. And then we go out looking for evidence of different ways that we're not good enough. And you will find it with the game of golf for sure, right? And then the fourth stage is unleashing your confidence. 
because confidence is the ultimate state of being. It, it is what gives us that bring it on feeling and attitude. With golf, what happens is we often think that our confidence is tied to how we're hitting it. And while we might have more certainty in shots, especially different shots, you might be more confident and certain about your putting versus your driver or your chipping versus your bunker. That's totally normal. And that can ebb and flow as your skill set ebbs and flows. But we don't want to tie our ball hitting, our ball striking to our self-confidence. That is something that you want to unleash because when you do that and when you know how to build your confidence and protect your confidence, there's nothing that you won't do or try. You're not going to let the game of golf or a score or a number or a missed shot or a three putt or an eight on a hole damage your self-confidence because that's going to affect how you show up not only on the golf course, but off of the golf course. And they're separate. So right now, for a lot of people, your confidence is leashed by our score and how we're hitting it and not knowing that you actually get to build your confidence every single day. It's a skill. And when you become more aware of how to do that, you become very conscious about not damaging your confidence on a daily basis. So that's just a different way about how you can take more of your talent onto the golf course. Those four different stages, unleashing your brain, unleashing your swing, playing unleashed, and then unleashing your confidence. This is what I've been sharing with people in workshops. I put it into this presentation just so I could deliver my content more clearly so people could receive it and understand it better. And it was well-received. So I've been spending the last couple months recording all of it and putting it together so that I can share it with everybody. I don't have to go to your club. (laughs) You can come to it. And I'm going to unleash it later this week. I want you to show up to number one, feeling more calm and certain about your round. I want you to be able to walk off of 18 and feel good about your round. I want you to be able to pivot after a bad shot or a big number, and get back to taking your talent out there, not getting in your own way, not feeling crappy at the end of the round. I want to help you learn to manage your mind and take it off of the golf course so the rest of your life can show up better. I want you to learn how to manage your mind so that you're not at the effect of the game of golf, so that you don't show up on any given day wondering how your day is going to be based on your group or your lie or the weather. I want you to go out there and and say, bring it on, right? Because then you're going to take the talent that you have out onto the golf course. Find more peace around the game of golf. Way more fun, especially if golf is a big part of your life. So when you sign up, you go through it at your own pace, but you also get coaching with me for two months. You can jump on a weekly live call, ask me all the questions, get coached on issues that you're struggling with, any questions you have about how to do the process of managing your mind or things that pop up for you, because we always have them. And it's so useful to know that you're not alone that other people are going through the same things. So much to learn from other people getting their questions answered, as well as you having the opportunity for someone to help you see your own thoughts, right? Because we can't read a label from inside a bottle. I mean, we can't read our own thoughts. It's so useful to have someone else pull them apart for us. That's what coaches do. That's what I do. I help you come up with more useful thoughts. I show you ways that you're getting stuck. So if you want to learn more, I encourage you to go to kathyhartwood.com. You can find out more about that program or any other programs that I have available at this moment. And while you're there, I definitely encourage you to get on my email list so that you get notified and then a heads up about all the programs that I have coming up. All right, my friends, let's unleash that game. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you next Wednesday.